Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. There are only two doors. We make the choice, and the choice we make results in eternal consequences. Acts 4, 10 through 12. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Salvation is an eternal benefit purchased for us by Jesus Christ on the cross. Salvation is the place Jesus calls born again. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 14:6 speaks of the exclusivity of Christ in regard to life. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There is only one way to eternal salvation, and this way is a person. Jesus Christ is his name. Have you been born again? Will today be the day you enter through the door of eternal life? Today, I mean right now, can be the day where all your sin, shame, and bondage is completely erased. Today, you are in the valley of decision. Choose life and live. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis six twelve through 17. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of, the length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, the breadth of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in the cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth, to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. God said, Genesis seven eighteen through 24, And the waters prevailed, and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beasts, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in, in whose nostrils was the breath of life, and all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, 
and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth an hundred and fifty days. Man said there was no Noah's ark. This was a bunch of Sunday school foolishness. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 837, that will again prove the perfect supernatural inerrancy of God's holy Bible. All of these powerful features are archived here in text and streaming audio, and every Thursday eve, God willing, they grow by one. Be sure to take advantage of these faith-building features. One, you have questions, God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. 2. Use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Number 3. Imagine you can download nearly 306 hours of God said, man said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. Thank you for visiting. May God's face shine upon you. May his angels encamp about you. May he keep you in a blessable place. How does evolutionary science come up with the bizarre deep ages of a universe 13 to 14 billions of years old when the Bible states the universe is younger than the earth, which was created by God in six literal 24-hour days just over 6,000 years ago? The ultimate foundation of this foolishness called evolution is a principle in 2 Thessalonians 2.10 known as the deceivableness of unrighteousness. The product of such pursuits is, as Romans 1.28 calls it, a reprobate mind, or as 2 Thessalonians defines it, strong delusion. In this life, only two options exist, faith in God or unbelief in Satan. Righteousness is the deeds rooted in faith, while unrighteousness is the deeds rooted in unbelief, and herein hides hell and the final results of the deceivableness of unrighteousness. Does regular non-evolutionary science support billions of years? The answer is no. To the contrary, true science finds itself saddling up beside God's young earth pronouncement consistently. A host of these book endorsements are viewed here on God Said, Man Said. Be of good cheer, saints. Your holy book remains and will continue to remain undefeated. All the world's books and their knowledge must genuflect before the Word of God. God Said, Man Said has published a treasure trove of research concerning Noah, his ark, and the global flood, and now Noah is back in the news. Everywhere we look, we see Noah, on every continent, on every mountaintop, and from a host of ancient societal records. All over this earth, evidence of a catastrophic, noetic-like flood consistently emerges. The following excerpts are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Noah's Ark and Societal Records. The following excerpts are from the July 21, 2007 issue of Science News under the heading Birth of an Island. Mega flood severed Europe from Britain. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, as an ice age was ending, the spillover from an immense glacial lake in northern Europe sliced through a broad range that for millions of years had connected what is now England to the continent. 
The flood that resulted, one of the largest the scientists have ever identified, quickly created a breach that makes Britain the island that it is today. A sonar survey just south of England reveals a 100-kilometer-long submerged feature the scientists have dubbed the Northern Paleo Valley. This valley, which contains little of any sediment, sediment is as much as 50 meters deep in spots, says Gupta. Large, flat-topped islands in the valley have streamlined shapes, suggesting that they were carved by massive amounts of water flowing over what had been dry ground. Broad grooves carved into the bedrock, some of them at least 100 meters wide and 50 kilometers long, curved to follow the valley's terrain, a hint that the features were quickly created by a colossal deluge. The size of the Paleo Valley's islands suggests that the floodwaters could have run as much as 20 meters deep, says Gupta. Considering the width of the now-submerged valley, the scouring flow that created it could have carried about 1 million cubic meters every second and raged for months, he added. The purported flood probably rivaled the floods that scoured portions of the northwestern United States at the end of the most recent ice age, says Phillips Gibbard, a geologist at the University of Cambridge in England, end of quote. According to an article reported in the January 1999 issue of Discover magazine titled 40 Days and 40 Nights, more or less, a great flood of possibly noetic proportion did take place in ancient times. I'm quoting a quarter of the article. About 7,500 years ago, and they're off by about 3,000 years, a flood poured 10 cubic miles of water a day, 130 times more than flows over Niagara Falls from the Mediterranean Sea into the Black Sea, abruptly turning the formerly freshwater lake into a brackish inland sea. The evidence has been slowly accumulating over the past five years. In 1993, William Ryan and Walter Pittman of Columbia's University Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory dug up scores of sediment from the bottom of the Black Sea. The core sample showed that the sea's outer margins had once been dry land and that it had been two-thirds its present size. Furthermore, over the entire sea bottom was a thin, uniform layer of sediment that could only have been deposited during a flood. This past year, even more evidence came to light when researchers collected sediment samples from several new nearby sites. If there had been a flood there, there would have been a flood everywhere, says Ryan. So we know that we had to find the same features, the same evidence that the Black Sea had been uh, smaller. The new samples are consistent with that story. End of quote. In an article in the Smithsonian written by James Treffle under the heading Evidence for a Flood, he reports on the research of Columbia University geologist Ryan and Pittman. Treffle reports on the research that claims that antediluvian ocean levels were about 400 feet lower than they are today and that the east coast of the United States was 75 to 150 miles farther out than it is today and places like Manhattan and Baltimore would have been inland cities. Of course, this was a result of God opening the windows of heaven and pouring water down for 40 days and 40 nights. The core samples taken by Ryan and Pittman from the area of the Black Sea led them to believe that a flood of noetic proportion actually occurred, although they don't make the complete jump to global. The following paragraph is from the Smithsonian. It was this event that Pittman and Ryan believed could be the flood recorded in the book of Genesis, 
The salt water poured through the deepening channel, creating a waterfall 200 times the volume of Niagara Falls. Anyone who has ever traveled to the base of the Falls of the Maid of the Mist will have a sense of the power involved. In a single day, enough water came through the channel to cover Manhattan to the depth of at least two times the height of the World Trade Center, and the roar of cascading water would have been audible at least 100 miles away. End of quote. The following information is quoted from the November 2007 issue of Discover magazine under the title, Did a Comet Cause the Great Flood? This story reviews discoveries made by environmental archaeologist Bruce Massey of Los Alamos National Laboratory. Massey believes that he has uncovered evidence that a gigantic comet crashed into the Indian Ocean several thousand years ago and nearly wiped out all life on the planet. What's more, he thinks that clues about the catastrophe are hiding in plain sight, embedded in the creation stories of cultural groups around the world. Massey's epiphany came while poring over Hawaiian oral histories regarding the goddess Pele and wondering what they might reveal about the lava flows that uh, episodically destroy human settlements and create new tracts of land. He reasoned, that even though the stories are often clouded by exaggerations and mystical explanations, many may refer to actual incidents. He tested his hypothesis by cross-checking carbon-14 ages for the lava flows against dates included in Royal Hawaiian genealogies. The result? Several flows matched up with specific rains associated with them in the oral histories. Other myths, Massey theorized, hold similar clues. Massey's biggest idea is that some 5,000 years ago, a three-mile-wide ball of rock and ice swung around the sun and smashed into the ocean off the coast of Madagascar. The ensuing cataclysm sent a series of 600-foot-high tsunamis crashing against the world's coastlines and injected plumes of superheated water vapor and aerosol particles into the atmosphere. Within hours... The fusion of heat and moisture blasted its way into jet streams and spawned super hurricanes that pummeled the other side of the planet. For about a week, material ejected into the atmosphere plunged the world into darkness. All told, up to 80% of the world's population may have perished, making it the single most lethal event in history. End of quote. Massey's getting close, but he is still short of the correct assessment. The great destruction cited by Massey is said to have happened at the end of the Permian period, which is estimated that 70% of land species and 95% of ocean species were destroyed. They keep tripping over the truth, but refuse to acknowledge the obvious. End of quotes. From the God Said, Man Said feature, Noah's Ark, Aka Factor Fiction updated, we read this. Many ancient non-Jewish and non-Christian civilizations have passed down accounts of the flood. One of the world's oldest, the Mayo or Miazzo of China, passed down this story from generation to generation. So it poured 40 days in sheets and torrents, then 55 days of misting and drizzle. The waters surmounted the mountains and ranges and earth with no earth upon which to take refuge. A world with no foothold where one might subsist. The people were baffled, impotent, and ruined, despairing, horror-stricken, diminished, and finished. But the patriarch Noah was righteous. The matriarch Gobolian upright, built a boat very wide, made a ship very vast, 
Their household entire got aboard and were floated. The family complete rode the deluge in safety. The animals with them were female and male. The birds went along and were mated in pairs. When the time was fulfilled, God commanded the waters. The day had arrived, the flood waters receded. Then Noah liberated the dove from their refuge, sent a bird to go forth and bring again tidings. The flood has gone down into lake and to ocean. The mud was confined to the pools and hollows. There was land once again where man might reside. There was a place in the earth now to rear habitations. Buffalo then were brought, an oblation to God. Fatter cattle became sacrificed to the mighty. The divine one then gave them his blessing. Their God then bestowed his good graces. The following two paragraphs are from the December 2000, February 2000 issue of Creation under the heading, Uncanny Coherence to Noah's Account. The excerpt reads, There are at least 500 legends of a worldwide deluge. Many of these show remarkable similarities with many aspects similar to the details about Noah's flood in the Bible. We are left with a few options. Perhaps all of these peoples of these remote civilizations had different flood experiences that, by chance, had all these features in common on which they based their stories. However, the more reasonable alternative is that these legends all find their root in the same one global flood experience that Genesis records. The following information is from an article titled Time, Life, and History in the Light of 25,000 Radiocarbon Dates. When carbon-14 dated is correctly calibrated and 25,000 radiocarbon dates are graphed, the results show evidence of a great peak of death about 4,000 years ago. Consider these geological facts that certify the Bible's account of Noah's Ark. 1. All the mountains of the world have been underwater at some time or times in the past as indicated by sedimentary rocks and marine fossils near their summits. 2. Most of the Earth's crust consists of sedimentary rocks, which are formed almost entirely underwater. 3. All sedimentary formations appear to have been formed rapidly, even catastrophically. End of quotes. Proofs of the global deluge arise with such regularity that it's a wonder the skeptics can still show their faces. End of quotes. In 2016, the world's media was abuzz with accounts of a catastrophic flood occurring in China that seemed to confirm the ancient Chinese account of a global flood and an Oedic-type hero. Some of the published headlines included New York Times, August 4, 2016. Scientific evidence of the flood may give credence to legend of China's first dynasty. NewScientist.com, first evidence of legendary flood, reveals China's origin story. UK Telegraph, August 5, uh, 5, excuse me, 2016, first evidence of legendary Chinese flood may rewrite history. Washington Post, August 4, 2016, legends say China began in a great flood. Scientists just found evidence that the flood was real. Ancient Patriarchs, WordPress.com, February 8, 2016. Chinese mythology clarified by Mayo legend confirms Noah's flood history. For more details on the amazing China issue, read the God Said, Man Said feature evidence of a legendary flood keeps flooding in. 
The headline in the February 18, 2017 issue of Science News reads, Ancient Deluge-Drenched Sahara. Excerpts follow. Thousands of years ago, it didn't just rain on the Sahara, it poured. Grasslands, trees, lakes, and rivers once covered North Africa's now arid, unforgiving landscape. From about 11,000 to 5,000 years ago, much higher rainfall rates than previously estimated created that green Sahara, said geologist Jessica Tierney of the University of Arizona in Tucson and her colleagues. Extensive ground cover combined with reductions of airborne dust intensified water evaporation into the atmosphere, leading to monsoon-like conditions, the scientists report January 18 in Science Advances and the quotes. Geologist Dr. Timothy Clary reviews the latest research that absolutely certifies a global flood. The headline of his feature, published in the March 2017 issue of Acts and Facts, reads, South America shows the flood progression. Excerpts follow. New research confirms that the flood recorded in Genesis was global. It also reflects the exact step-by-step biblical account of the floodwaters progression. In previous articles, I described ICR's column project a research initiative in which we are building a database of stratigraphic columns from across the world. At that point, we'd only completed North America and Africa, compiling stratigraphic information for more than 1,100 boreholes, oil well bores, outcrops, cores, cross-sections, and seismic data over these two great landmasses. Most recently, we added 404 columns across South America, giving a total of over 1,500 compiled stratigraphic columns from around the world. This report describes some of the results of that study and gives compelling confirmation of the biblical flood account described in Genesis 7. What do we see? In figures 1 through 6, we show the thickness of the six mega sequences across South America. The sock is the earliest flood layer, followed by Tippecanoe, Cascassia, Absarica, Zuni, and finally the youngest layer, Tejas. The convergence of the continent steadily increases with each successive layer marking the flood's progression. These data indicate the flood started out slowly, inundating limited areas at first, but increasing a little more each time as the first mega sequences were deposited, perhaps during the first 40 days, Sop, Tippecanoe, and Cascassia. Later, during the deposition, of the, Absaro- of the Absaroka mega sequence, the coverage dramatically increased until the flood appears to have reached a maximum coverage level in the Zuni mega sequence, possibly around day 150. Fittingly, this is the exact same maximum level observed across North America and Africa, indicating a truly global event. Finally, the Tejas mega sequence seems to show the floodwaters receding post-day 150 of the flood, and accordingly shows a similar coverage level to the Zuni. The geology of South America confirms God's word. The columns across the continent show a clear progression of the floodwaters, just as described in Genesis 7, end of quotes. According to Bishop Usher's book, The Annals of the World, Sunday, December 7, 2349 B.C., Noah and his family and the creatures two by two entered into the ark 
that would carry them upon the floodwaters that would cover and destroy the entire earth. God said man said has published a plethora of features on Noah's Ark, which has been confirmed repetitively via geology, paleontology, archaeology, microbiology, genetics, ancient societal records, and more. Yet the unbelievers cling, and I mean cling, to their unbelief. Why such relentless rejection of the obvious? Jesus Christ states it clearly in John three nineteen and 20, And this is the condemnation that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. It's just that simple. God said Genesis chapter six twelve through 16, And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, the breadth of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third story shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. God said, Genesis 7, 18 through 24, And the waters prevailed, and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle and of beast, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died. And every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth an hundred and fifty days. Man said, There was no Noah's ark. This is a bunch of Sunday school foolishness. Now you have the record.